Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, October 4th. We begin with a discussion surrounding breast cancer on this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We speak with Kelly Wilson-Cull from the Canadian Cancer Society about the state of breast cancer in Canada and the advancements that have been made in both research and treatment. It is National Depression Screening Week. We hear about a valuable screening tool available online for Calgarians and the many resources offered up by the Calgary Counseling Centre. And finally, it's another edition of Motivational Monday. This time out, we meet local author, speaker, and mom, Connie Jacob. Connie shares with us three tips on the importance of showing up in your life and her thoughts on the importance of self-care. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and in Canada, one in eight women are expected to develop breast cancer during their lifetime. One in 33 will die of it. Early detection is key, and joining us to touch on the latest research and treatments for breast cancer is Kelly Wilson-Cull, Director of Advocacy for Canadian Cancer Society. Good morning to Kelly. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Super important. We've got to continue talking about it because sadly the numbers are still there. So what, what's the latest now in terms of research for treating breast cancer? Where are we at? Mm-hmm. Well, we're making tremendous progress um, and, and that's in large part due to all of the work and the collective uh, of Canadians who are united together as a force for life in the face against breast cancer. Uh, yesterday, we actually um, hosted our uh, Canadian Cancer Society CIBC Run for the Cure right across Canada, um, and it marked our 30th uh, year uh, of this event. Um, and uh, that that's one event that has really brought together millions of Canadians to um, support and accelerate research that's being done uh, to better uh, understand, uh, prevent, and treat breast, breast cancer uh, in this country. You know, Kelly, I know that Canadians, Calgarians, for that matter, love to come out. I I live in the area where the traditional uh, CIBC run for the cure happens and the streets are blocked off. It's great to see so many people out there. It can feel a little daunting that, you know, we we take part and we try to give as much as we can. And, you know, people might say, well, the needle hasn't moved. Do we have to look back 10, 20 years to look at how far we've advanced when it comes to treatment and diagnosis of breast cancer? I think it's an important point. Certainly, you kicked off the top of talking about how many women are impacted um, by this disease and men as well. Um, but again, we know that one in eight Canadian women are expected to be diagnosed uh, with breast cancer. So I certainly appreciate how it can kind of feel like the, like the needle isn't moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you kind of if you kind of pan out, uh, we know that we have made tremendous progress um, because of the collective focus on this work um, and really uh, an investment in breast cancer research. We know that for the five-year survival rate for, for breast cancer has improved significantly. So today, 88% of women and 80, 80% of men with breast cancer will survive at least five years past their diagnosis. And we've also really moved the needle in terms of the breast cancer death rate um, since its peak in 1986. Uh, the breast cancer death rate has been cut nearly in half, wow. which is, again, really significant. And I hope reflects that the impact of all of that life-changing research that so many Canadians have contributed to, um, particularly over the last 30 years through um, the CIBC Run for the Cure. That really is a great stat to share. Thank you for that. When I, I know mm-hmm. this has changed a bit over the past couple of years, hasn't it? When should women start getting screened now? So the provincial guidelines um, shift by um, shift by province, um, but in most provinces, starting at age 50, 
um, you should be you should be having that starting to at least have that conversation with your doctor about your individual risk um, and when screening is right for you. So that's what we really encourage Canadians to Canadian women particularly to open that conversation up with their doctor um, and to participate in those cancer screening programs um, when they are available to them. And that message is really even more critical in today's context, but because we know that um, as a result of the pandemic. Many Canadians have, have um, reported hesitation or hesitancy to uh, report signs and symptoms or changes to their body to their family physician. And so, um, you know, as we are moving through this pandemic, we're really encouraging all Canadians to know your body, report changes um, so that we can find all cancers, um, you know, breast cancer, as we're talking about today, at an early stage when it's most treatable. And the, the information portion, Kelly, I know we want to raise funds and we want to have the resources, but the information piece is huge. For example, we had a text about an hour and a half ago that said, I understand you guys are going to be talking about breast cancer on the program. The texter says, well, the reason for the disease in the world is because of the food we eat. Uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, not, to, not to say that diet wouldn't be in, and taking care of yourself wouldn't be an important part, but there's no one reason that, that somebody may get breast cancer, is there? No, there certainly isn't. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of factors, um, particularly when it comes to breast cancer. Um, there's a huge genetic component um, to breast cancer, actually, which is why the discovery of the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes, um, might, callers might be familiar with those terms, were so important in terms of detecting those breast cancers that might be genetically motivated. Um, prevention certainly uh, plays, a, plays a role in this conversation. Um, the Canadian Cancer Society was involved in a study called uh, COMPARE, uh, which worked to kind of quantify the, um, the percentage of uh, preventable, the, the percentage to which some cancers are preventable. Um, in the case of breast cancers, about 28% of breast cancers um, are preventable cancers. And so we encourage Canadians uh, to obviously, you know, you hear it time and time again, um, uh, live, a health, live a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, watch, uh, watch your food intake, um, participate in physical exercise. Uh, those types of things will all um, contribute to reducing the risk of cancer. Kelly, can you talk to us a bit about so the website, cancer.ca? We'll send people there. They can find out great information about how to support this month, but also just information to help us, particularly as women, because obviously that's the majority of breast cancer cases. But do we find information there about, for example, breast self-exams, that sort of thing? If somebody's never really done it before, it, they really need to start. Can they find information to help them out with that? Absolutely. The Canadian Cash Society is a huge support um, network in terms of information as well as peer-to-peer support. Um, so we'd encourage Canadians to uh, check out our website. Uh, there's lots of information there um, that's really easily parsed down into, into manageable kind of bite-sized chunks. If you have further questions, we also have um, our Cancer Information Helpline, which you can reach by phone at 1-888-939-3333. Um, or there's a chat function on our website too. So you can just really pop someone a quick question and you'll have someone on the other end of the chat to, um, to give you some customizable information. Um, another service that we offer for people who might be, um, you know, at some kind of stage of diagnosis um, is cancerconnection.ca. And this is an online support community that helps people who are living with cancer and their loved ones to kind of share those experiences and build supportive relationships. And the other part of it is, as Sue alluded to, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, obviously the run for the cure taking place over the weekend. Uh, but you're a 365-day-a-year organization and uh, many more events scattered throughout the year, right, Kelly? You got it, yes. So we find that we find, uh, you know, all this information on your on your website. And is it too late to give to the Run for the Cure, even though it's, it's now behind us? 
No, absolutely not. It, like I said, it was it was a really incredible day yesterday. We had uh, celebrating 30 years um, wow. of uh, of the run for the cure, um, and uh, we're really pleased to have gathered about t- over 20,000 Canadians from coast to coast uh, across the country who participated um, and raised. Uh, we're still counting, but o- well over nine million dollars, oh. as, as we believe what's been raised so far. That's fantastic. Um, so it's not too late. Really incredible. Um, it's, it's a huge legacy. Um, um, but it's not too late to donate, so you can visit cibcrunforthecure.com um, to donate and um, and help increase the, the ways that we can support research um, and support people who are living with the disease. Great to know. Thank you. Can't wait till it's back in person. We'll see you out there. And in yes. the meantime, uh, hopefully people can donate a couple of bucks and just keep that total growing. Thanks so much for your time, Kelly. Thank you very much. Kelly Wilson-Call is a Director of Advocacy for the Canadian Cancer Society. We all have periods of unhappiness in our lives, but when does that unhappiness turn to depression? Joining us this morning to help better understand when it's time to seek counseling is Sarah Rosenfeld, Associate Director of the Calgary Counseling Centre. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning. Let's talk about, uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, terms in terms of the resources that you offer at the centre, but uh, let's start with Depression Screening Week. Uh, what is it and, and who does it target? It can actually target anybody, and it's uh, from October 4th to the 10th. Um, it's kind of like a temperature check on your emotions. You can actually take something called the National Depression Screening Day Quiz because um, everybody can feel down. Um, you know, sometimes those feelings linger, and it may feel like you're not able to overcome them, and really it's just about taking a quiz, taking that first step. It's only three minutes. And you can do it by taking a quiz at areyoufeelingokay.com. Areyoufeelingokay.com. I'm writing that down right now. I'm typing it down, Sarah. Okay, so let's talk about it just before people go online and do something like that, because it's a great idea just to kind of get a, a temperature check, right? So, But how do you know overall when you're depressed and not just having a bad day? It's when the feelings persist for a long period of time. So you've lost interest in the things that you normally once enjoyed. You're having a hard time connecting with other people. You're feeling more isolated. Everybody's depression is a little bit different, but generally it's that withdrawal from activities that you once uh, enjoyed and then irritability, anger, frustration, just emotions that you're really not able to kind of move through in sort of an easy, easy manner. They're kind of lingering and sticking around for longer than you'd like. And Sarah, sometimes, you know, when you're in the thick of it, uh, and maybe if it's your very first bout, you might not know it yourself. So I'm wondering, what's the responsibility and how important is it among family, friends and, and co-workers to, to recognize this in someone and, and perhaps help, help them uh, move to the right direction to get some help? Yeah, I think that's a really important point when you, yeah, exactly, for the first time you're experiencing it. So it's really just about reaching out to that person you care about and saying, look, I've noticed that things are a little bit harder for you. Um, can we talk about this? Is there something that I can do to support you? Have, have you tried, have you tried, you know, counseling or speaking to your doctor about the things that you're going through and just being that sort of listening ear and being that person that they can talk to and turn to about this. Sarah, through the Calgary Counseling Center, have you had more people coming forward talking to you about depression or mental health issues in terms of what we've seen over the past year and a half or so with the pandemic? Yeah, we we have had an increase in demand for our services and anxiety and depression are two of our main reasons for people seeking service. So yeah, we've had, uh, I think about a 21% increase Mm. from what we had last year. So yeah, there's there's definitely... uh, Specific ages, Sarah, or is it just overall? Um, 
overall, but we do have, um, you know, quite a few families as well coming to, to get some support and help around managing their relationships. Sarah, I know we're, we're directing people to areyoufeelingokay.com for Depression Screening Week right now through the 10th. But otherwise, if I'm reaching out to the Calgary Counseling Centre, there might be some people who have trepidation and they might be worried about, you know, the anonymity or, you know, they're going to be made to feel like they're broken. Uh, can you talk about what it's like when you first contact the Calgary Counseling Centre and, uh, you know, the in, intake process? Absolutely. So, yes, we have um, an intake team that will be able to take your call and walk you through a whole bunch of pieces of our process. It really is a personable experience. It's, you know, tailored to the individual. Um, once you get go through that process, you'll be matched with a therapist. And that person reaches out to you and they kind of walk you through all the things that you need to do in counseling. They kind of help you understand the process, how long it might take, um, and it, it's really about us walking alongside you. You're not doing this alone. Um, I know it may feel very, very scary and intimidating, but really reaching out is that first step. And then you've got people around you that are going to help walk you through the process and have it be a successful one for you. Is there a cost? I mean, what if, you know, people, it's been a tough time. A lot of people have lost their jobs, don't have disposable income. How much does something like this cost? It really depends. Uh, we are an organization that uh, has a sliding fee. Schedule. So what that means is you pay what you're able to afford to pay. We don't want people um, turned away for an inability to pay for services. So we really work towards matching with what their financial circumstances are and making it affordable. Good stuff. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Sarah. We appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to educate the public about this. We appreciate that. That's Sarah Rosenfeld, Associate Director of the Calgary Counseling Centre, online at calgarycounseling.com. And, of course, it is Depression Screening Week, right on through to the 10th. And uh, the uh, screening tool is areyoufeelingokay.com. Time to kickstart the week with another edition of Motivational Monday. This week, we're joined by Connie Jacob, co-founder of the Global Flourishing Coach Certification, uh, author, speaker, and mom. Many ways to describe Connie and her style, but I think straight talk may be a, a description that fits best. Good morning to you, Connie. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time with us. You've, you've gathered some tips for our listeners to help us get on track to reach our goals or just find our motivation. We'll get to your tips in a minute. But first, tell us about yourself, the path you've taken to uh, end up where you are today. Well, I think probably what's best for your listeners to know is that I've been working in mental health and resilience for over 20 years and have really watched and studied what does it take to be resilient. And what does it take for someone to go from that meh feeling that, that 2020 has brought us up till now? And how do we actually move forward in our lives to not just be resilient? Because you can be re- resilient and miserable. You could have overcome incredible odds and still be just barely hanging on by a thread. But how do we move past that to actually flourish in our lives and thrive in our lives through the hardest moments of our lives? And that's what I've done for the last 20 years. Okay, well, a lot of us have those very same questions, Connie, then. So you've got three tips for us. I know um, you probably have a million of them, but if you can break them down for three, help us out, help our listeners kind of kickstart their day, their week, and maybe beyond. So help, help us out. You know, the first tip I would love to give this morning is show up. That's just it right there. If you continue to show up to your life, something's going to break. You just got to keep going. Show up when it's hard. The first one is show up to your why. Remember 
why you're here. Why have you been put here on earth at this moment, showing up to what really matters most? Maybe sitting down and journaling out what matters to me. Because one of the one of my favorite books on depression is actually Lost Connections by Johan Hari. And he talks about a lost connection of purpose and meaning and how that can make us feel sad, can make us feel anxious, we can feel numb, we can be going through the motions. So it's coming back to what is your passion? What what drives you? And if your life isn't around that, if you're not actually living that, then you could start to notice where you can make small changes. So that's my first, show up to your why. The second one is you got to show up consistently to it. One of the things that I've noticed in working with people and myself, I think it's a human trait, is that we often will try something for a few days. Okay, I'm going to show up to my why. I'm going to show up consistently. And then after day three, we're like, I'm done. Yeah. That was too hard. Yeah. Yep. What are the, so we need to... Oh, sorry. sorry. I, I was going to say, one of the things that you all, you're highlighting in point two as well, as well is kind of personal care. So you're taking care of yourself by showing up for your why, but looking out for number one, which I think sometimes we've talked about on this program... Uh, we're, we're kind of tuned to not look after ourselves, but that's something that you say is so important. I think we feel a sense of guilt sometimes. It's so true. It seems counterintuitive to show up to yourself, your own health, your own self-care. But if you don't have that oxygen mask on, you are no good to your family, to your loved ones, to your workplace. Leaders lead themselves. And maybe people don't see themselves as leaders, but I say if you're a parent... If you are in any position where you are having to lead someone in some way, you're a leader. And leaders lead themselves first so that they have something to give to others. You know, Connie, funnily enough, Andy and I were talking about this even earlier this morning, just about you know creating that me time. We, we've sort of been able to do it a little, a little bit better through the pandemic, but it's something you, you really need to follow up with as we start to get back into regular life just taking that time for yourself, your health, your own personal care, right? It is so crucial. And actually putting it in your schedule. I don't get the luxury of deciding when I can have my own time during the day when my kids are up. So my own time is 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. That's when I get my time. And so making sure that you set yourself up to consistently show up to that self-care time in a time that's actually reasonable where people aren't going to drive you mad because they're interrupting you. Let's uh, let's talk about this because this is, uh, you know, one of the age-old sayings is, you know, you can practice patience all the time unless you've, you're being, your patience is being tried, right? You say show up when it's hard. And, and there it is. Like, wait, I can choose to show up if I hit a, hit a wall or a roadblock. Sometimes it might, you know, take the uh, wind out of my sails. It's so true. I I think that when life is hard, and life has been hard for so many in the last year and a half, and I would say that probably if we look back in our lives, we can see moments where we just literally wanted to bury our heads in the sand. We didn't want to show up to these hard things. But there's something about that self-care. For me, it's 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., and I face myself. I journal I, I cry, I, I, get, I get on my couch and I just deal with some of the toxic thoughts that I'm wrestling with. Mm. Things like, I can't face this, I can't do this. And I, I actually do something called a neuro cycle every day where I take that toxic thought and I deconstruct it. 
to rise up a better thought. Like, I can. I can face this. I am creative. I am resourceful. And it doesn't have to take a long time, right? I think maybe some people are listening and going, well, I don't have a half an hour to do that. doesn't need that much time, does it? No, it can literally be five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I think the biggest thing is is not quantity, but making sure that we show up to whatever time we can every single day. Let's talk about, you know, you're always uh, you're moving and you always have different things on the go, Connie. We know this about you. If anybody who follows Connie Jacob on social media, uh, let's talk about something you want to plug. And that is your upcoming su- uh, summit. And tell us about this that you're involved with. Yes, I'm super excited starting tomorrow for three days. We are bringing in speakers from all over North America to help people figure out how do I do this? How do I move from just feeling discouraged, defeated, that meh? How do we move them to thrive in their lives? And we have wonderful speakers like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who's a neuroscientist, who is the one who created the neurocycle. And she talks about how do we turn toxic thoughts into thoughts that can empower us? And how does that affect our brain chemistry? And how does that actually affect our genetics? We can literally change our genetics. We can rewrite our stories. And so she's going to share how we've got Zach Mercurio from Simon Sinek's team talking about why you need to know what you do matters. That why, showing up to your why. He's going to talk about that. Then we have people who've been through the fire, like Akeem Haynes, two-time bronze Olympic medalist. He's going to talk about how he went from homelessness. He was literally homeless with his mom, single mom, and he had learning disabilities all through school. How did he go from that to becoming a two-time Olympian? We've got people who are going to share stories of the hardest moments of their lives and how they overcame. And that's what I feel people need right now. We don't need the, the sugar-coated, lovely, sweet mm, answers. Yeah. We need the grit. Tell it like it is, right? So we can send people to your website for more info on the summit? You bet. Perfect. Certifiedflourishingcoach.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Pleasure chatting with you again. Yes, you guys too. Thanks, Connie. That is Connie Jacob, co-founder of the Global Flourishing Coaching Certification Program. She's an author, speaker, and a mom. She knows what she's talking about. Again, certifiedflourishingcoach.com. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.